Hey, everyone. Welcome back to Reimagining Work from Within. This is kind of a special podcast because we're going to do some reflection time. I'm here with Lori, my co-founding partner at Within People. It's our 10th year, so we thought we would get on the metaphorical sofa and have a little conversation about what it's been like. But in doing so, we wanted to sort of share some lessons about what it's like to be a founder, especially through our context. As you might know, we're a self-managed organization, so we look through the world a little bit differently. We want to talk a little bit about that. We want to talk about what it's been like through our purpose and our vision of growing a 21st century business. We're going to riff around what that looks like. So join us on that journey. And we're going to talk about work freedom and what that means and our vision for that and how that's helped us to navigate the waters, but also has been a bit bumpy along the way. So we want to share a few lessons from that. Thank you to our producer, Emily, for helping us guide through this conversation. But Join us, stay with us, and I hope you find something useful in this today. The beginning is a very good place to start. Mr. Bennett, we have been in business now for almost 10 years. You argue mm. with me around whether or not this is our 10th birthday mm. or not. My clear argument is we've been in business for 10 years. If you count 2014, 2015, 2016, you quickly get to 10. Yeah. Your argument is we have to wait as if it was a, a child in order to become the 10th I year. I think it is it is our 10th year, but our birthday party <laughs> needs to come next year when we have completed 10 years of business. We're now starting our 10th year of business. You can see the sort of strategic discussions that we find ourselves engaged with after yeah. this long in business. This is it's probably, a symbol of our growth and maturity is, as yeah. leaders. This is the level of conflict we usually get into. <laughs> I don't. I think we're in alignment, but not in agreement. Mm -hmm. uh, and we've been reflecting. This is a time for a, of reflection for us. I think 10 is a significant number. Um, we know that we've got some work to do to think about the next 10 years ahead and, what, and where that comes. But yeah, did we... I don't know, like, it's interesting. I'm hoping other listeners will find this interesting in thinking about, like, what is it like at 10? And if you're just starting your business now and you're a startup thinking about, oh, gosh, am I going to get that far? And if you're at year eight thinking, oh, what's it like at 10? And if you're in year 20, you could be like, yeah, come on, boys, you still <laughs> got some time to go. But did we think we'd make it this far? I think so. I think that kind of what does it feel like to be 10? I would say the main thing is surprising. <laughs> I mean, it's it makes me feel old, but in kind of a good way. But I think okay. it doesn't felt like that long. It's come yeah. fast, and ten years goes by much quicker than you imagine it will when you set your vision at the beginning and imagine yourself your business ten years into the future. You imagine that being a very long time away, and it doesn't feel yeah, like that a decade. And of course, we had the pandemic in the right thrown mm. into the midst of it, which of course made time stop and speed up in very weird ways. No time to talk about that today. But when we started the business, we quickly had a thought about the vision of the future. And I think you and I quickly aligned on, we need to start creating a blueprint for 21st century mm. business. That was something that was in our desire, our ethos. We had our purpose of helping people find purpose and grow. That was came very quickly to us. But this idea of 21st century business was something that was quite 
foggy at the time, I would say. I think we had some ingredients of what we knew it was going to be. Do you, Are we any closer to knowing what 21st century business is? <laughs> I hope so, because one of the things we said we'd do is try to be one. So 10 years in, hopefully we can talk a little bit about what that's like. And I think that's the... Yeah. That's the that's been our story. Hey, is that it's it wasn't just let's grow a business that is a kind of traditional consulting business that helps other companies with their cultures. It was how do we really think about what twenty first century business needs to be like? How do we help people step into that? And how do we design from the very beginning our business to be shaped on certain kind of principles that we saw underpinning that? You know, that the context on which we founded within, which we talk about a lot, is was around freedom, was around the idea that people should be able to love what they do and who they are in their work, that we should extend to people the freedom to be able to find the work they're most meaningful about and deliver it in the ways they get most joy out of doing and get out there and be able to make the, an impact in the world they want to make whilst being treated like grown-ups inside the business where they work. And I think starting to imagine the sorts of shifts that we wanted to see in businesses then that I think we really are seeing now. Like if I jump to now and we start thinking, especially post-pandemic, about distributed workforces, people with a totally different relationship to when, how, where they work, the the importance of meaningful work for, for people. We're really starting to see a lot of the stuff that we sat dreaming about on a Barcelona rooftop coming into the zeitgeist today, which is kind of cool to see. Yeah, and even thinking that some of those things that we saw on this mythical rooftop, which I hope we will make even more mythical in a second, some of the things that we started to imagine, I sometimes thought they would happen a little bit faster. And I think sometimes we forget that change does take a while to happen. I think the pace of change has been accelerated because of the pandemic. And certainly things like flexibility, which we've always built into our model and our dream based around that vision, is something we've held on to as being very important to the idea of freedom. But that really didn't come into fruition into 21st century business until most recently. A lot of that's also being rolled back. So it's like this vision of, of the, the kind of world of work that we want to be part of creating isn't something that is just going to come overnight. I think it is. I think one reflection on the 10 years is like you said, it's like it's gone by fast, but yet at the same time, there's still so much more. It's to that do. classic like when are the hoverboards finally going to be here? You know, yes. we've been waiting for them for 50 years and they're still not here. But I feel like sometimes <laughs> in San Francisco, you think you're going to see a hoverboard. There yeah. was a guy walking down the Castro on stilts yesterday wearing some butterfly wings. I think he thought he was on a hoverboard, but not Sounds quite. like a great, um, a great alternative. He... <laughs> <laughs> but what was, let me ask you, like, Let's go to that that rooftop in Barcelona where you and I, in a flurry of post-it notes and dreams, kind of hatched what we thought this business was going to be. What what do you remember from that conversation that kind of still sticks with us today? 
I think it's important for everyone to remember that really you can only run a business off of post-it notes. I think that's one thing that people should take away as a truth that is held true Mm -hmm. in our decade and that we should have bought stock in 3M years ago because we would have been bajillionaires by now. But I, well, I remember the feeling of it. And I think that's the importance of visioning is like the embodied feeling of what you're trying to create is often much more important than the actual strategy that comes from it. I think we had multiple tracks of work that that then came off of it strategically from that rooftop. I remember the feeling. I remember that idea of that optimism that something could change, that we could be the creators of that change and that our purpose could be the North Star that guided us was was really critical. I remember some of the artifacts that to this day are so integral to our to our product and our business, like a business based around joy and impact and and profitability through collaboration all of those things were on the rooftop and but that feeling of the sunshine being in barcelona creating it together knowing that's where we're going i think that's the power of visioning that's so important to creating 21st century business we can't create 21st century business off of the dreams of the past we have to get into the visioning mindset to create it going forward yeah what do you remember? It was also cold. I remember it being cold because it was February. But not as cold as London. We had to. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> that was why we were there. I think there's been a theme over 10 yeah. years of seeking out warm and beautiful places in which to work, I think. Although here I am in Vancouver, yeah. which fulfills at least half of that brief, I guess, at most times. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I I remember that that feeling too. And I remember the sort of abandon with which we would casually say things like we're not going to employ anybody and we're only going to work with people who want to do this work and all of these kind of whimsical borderline naive thoughts about business can work in a way that it's never done before and we're going to change it all which is which is amazing and I think sort of starting to think about now what it felt like immediately after we came down from the rooftop saying that to people and them looking at us with a kind of polite raised eyebrow and are like, mm-hmm, we'll see how long that lasts, was an interesting <laughs> kind of come down. But I think with the, the strength of that vision and what it's felt like and what we set ourselves to then largely has been what's guided how we've grown and what's brought us to where we find ourselves today. And we've we've done pretty well on not compromising on that vision. I think what you say about change happening slower than we imagine has has caused us to kind of maybe ramp back some of the ambitious enthusiasm about this can all be happening already. But the, the truth is it is happening. And some of those things that felt straight up weird to folks when we were talking about it back then feels straight up normal to them now and feels like a good discussion to be having. Oh, the problems of being visionaries. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you got to get a bit crazy, don't you? Because if your dream is something that can happen tomorrow, it's not really a dream. You're just kind of planting the seeds of a strategy. I think that was the power of that experience was to create something that felt quite out of reach to, to do. And yeah, I'm proud that we've held true to some of those principles and and I know that we've had to let go of some things that didn't serve us, mm-hmm. uh, that maybe they weren't, they might have been getting in the way of us growing. But our purpose is to help 
people find purpose and grow. Growth was important. I remember we also said like growth is a dirty word to many people. We'd come out of the sustainability mm -hmm. movement and growth is bad. And that wasn't our perspective that actually, if you want to grow your business, growing it through your people, through impact, and by doing it in a way that was sustainable was really important. Yeah. Have we grown? What does growth <laughs> mean now? <laughs> Grayer, maybe? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, that is the truth. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think we we really have. I think we, you know, growth took a really funny shape for us. We were an international business within a year, even though there were only four of us in the team. <laughs> we had opened up in South Africa and were doing work kind of all around the world. So there was some aspects of kind of the traditional understanding of growth when you say that word in the context of being a startup or a, an entrepreneur or beginning your business, you tend to think about quantities of things, of clients, of revenue, of markets, of employees and other things. And I think growth has never really taken that shape for us. It's been about a, as much as it's been about an expansion in that way, it's been about a, a depth, a deepening of understanding, I think, more about what it means to to drive that vision of 21st century business, starting to really experience and feel out what it means to try to build a wholehearted business that's largely self-managed and doesn't look at the same growth drivers as as other consultancies who look like us might. And I think, you know, if if I reflect now, 10 years on of what growth I've noticed. It's been more about the the depth and impact of the product that we've built, the way that we're able to shape and help cultures around the world in different organizations to flourish and grow and kind of be at a be at a pointy end of a movement that feels super important for how business sees itself, how people are working in businesses see themselves and how that influences the way society works. Yeah. Yeah. I think we never wanted what we were doing to just be about a European model or a Western model of working. And that's been something that's been really interesting to experiment with over the last decade is, is there one blueprint for 21st century business? Our reflection is, yes, there is. And that can work in all these different contexts around the world. So to me, being able to work in every market, we've done work in every continent apart from Antarctica, yet. which I didn't have to say that yeah. every time yet soon. And to really understand what it is that we do that helps people in all of those different places, those different cultures within cultures, that to me is, is where I feel like we've experienced growth, the depth of our work. We've always had revenue growth year on year. That's always been great. But really, to me, it's the product and the way it's helped people that's been the story of our growth more so than the number of people we have or the, you know, what, how, well, we don't never have offices, but the number of <laughs> geographical locations. Yeah. yeah, I think, I think that's true. I think for us, people has been a route to impact, like being able to deliver the kind of change that we want to make in organizations as a business primarily based on coaching and consulting you need you need people to help you to work with that and i think we've been 
you know, we've been navigating a, a world where that work has been reasonably not the main thing that people have been doing. It's been a kind of group of leaders, and we've been very careful to be looking for kind of what we call them leaders committed to change. So people who it matters less what sector they're in, what stage of business they're at, what size of business they are, but matters much more about what they want their culture to look like and how invested in change for themselves and growth for themselves they are in guiding their organizations that way. And at the same time, working on a model for our own business that that looks really weird in the in the, in the general landscape of consulting businesses you know a place where you are afforded a totally different degree of freedom but with that comes a level of self-responsibility yeah i think that's every ceo we're working with now is like how do i get people to understand what accountability Mm. is and my response to that is you have to get them to understand what responsibility is they can't be held accountable if they don't know responsibility and have to be self-responsible and yet every day Every human being goes about their day buying their coffee, paying their mortgage, (laughs) taking their kids to school, driving cars, and yet at work, that sense of self-responsibility becomes very Mm -hmm. difficult. And I think there's a lot of unlearning to put around that 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 comes. And I think I still feel to to this very moment that we can't have 21st century business until we understand self responsibility and we understand accountability if the world of work is moving away it is to become automated for the tasks that no longer require any sense of creativity the creative tasks only come through responsibility and coming from a creative background like as an artist you don't have a boss to tell you to make your art you make it and you make it because you've been driven through your passion to do it if you had a boss telling you to make the art you wouldn't mm. do it. And so it's a paradox, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. For you, what kind of keeps fueling you to keep us aligned to that context? Like, why why put up with the, the challenges you just described? Beyond my 5 p.m. cocktail hour? Exactly. Yeah. I think that when we come back to our vision and our purpose and what it is that we're here to do. And when we get out of our own way of the kind of business we're trying to create and begin to focus on what we're here for, I think all of us are much more energized by the impact that we're creating for our clients than what it is that we're doing within our business. We have to hold an integrity what we're doing within our business. Our values are important to us. And the checks and balances that our business infrastructure put in place is, to me, very important. But we're not here just to create our own business, just like no business's purpose is just to create itself. We are here in service of our clients. And that, to me, is the fuel. When I get out of my own way and I go, what is this for? And I connect to the impact we've made through the past decade of working with amazing brands and amazing leaders that's when i that's when i'm fueled and and i feel that in the moment of course now too like get me working coaching with a leader get me working on their purpose and their values and that creative spark is the fuel that 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 brings me back 
are you the same? Yeah. Is it still the people? I think so. I think, you know, that is the reason we began. And it remains true today. Like we both started and said we didn't want to spend our time managing an agency. That's not what we were motivated by. And part of the reason for thinking about self-management and designing the business the way we did was to allow us the freedom to continue to do the work that is meaningful to us. But I think there is something about the integrity of of having within operate on our own blueprint for 21st century business. Like if that's the vision that we hold, we better be doing it too. And But I think what's been interesting about that is we've been able to experience some of the real challenge that comes with going on that journey for ourselves which i think has been has been valuable and for me as well as the kind of the impact that we get to translate that into with our clients there's a real fascination with solving that challenge with unpicking some of the stuff that we can see the whole of society is struggling with and seeing if in the microcosm of our own small world, what can we do to address some of that and how can we start to shape other businesses to do the same? But it's it's a roller coaster, I found. There are moments of feeling of great kind of payback and reward and joy when, you know, yesterday we had the partners, some of the partners sharing back their personal growth plans for the year, which is something we do each year. And just every time that happens, I'm just blown away by how people take responsibility for their own growth and inspiration and in doing that inspire everyone around them in the team and there have been moments where i've wanted to put my head under a blanket and keep it there for a week because sometimes it just feels so (laughs) difficult to reconcile the stuff that we're trying to do with what it feels like to do it and i think the, the always the fuel in those moments comes back from, as you say, kind of remembering why we set out to do this in the first place and connecting back to what it actually does when we get it right in places with our clients and with ourselves too. Yeah, I think we we don't get to not be in the same world of work as everyone else. So like we still have to worry about where the bills are going to get paid and like it's 21st century business isn't paid off of like unicorns and rainbows. Like we've got to worry about those things too. And even things like when you've been working with someone for years and then they decide to leave, you still have that pain of someone's leaving the company. That's something that never goes away for any leader or any manager is like people leaving Mm -hmm. is hard. People joining is exciting and people leaving is hard. And, And I think even acknowledging that that's real and that's never going to go away. But how do you do that in a way that respects the adult organization that we're trying to create and the notion of freedom? And even just being able to to notice that like, okay, when people leave, that's not a failure of any company. That's someone finding their purpose to go and do what they want to do. It takes quite a bit of like resolve to step into that and be like, I'm sad about this, but it's good for you. And have, you know, through the years, having had people say like, I, that was my journey and thank you. And here I am now. And I'm now you've helped me find my purpose to do something next. That's also fueling, even though in that moment it is deeply upsetting. Don't think that's ever going to go away. I think that's part of just being human. And yeah, 
that the notion that you hire people and they'll stay with you forever is a fallacy yeah. that I don't think any business wants to have, but it doesn't take the human aspect out of it. Yeah, or the the impact that it has on your own sense of success or failure in what you've built, yeah. right? I yeah. think it's kind of, it's yeah. hard to detach a sense of judgment from the thing you made when people seem to be kind of accepting or rejecting it somehow in front of you. And yeah. I think for for us, that there's a there's a trap, I think, when you're building a business that you're hoping is a it's a kind of space of example around equity and freedom and the ability for individuals to be able to find themselves here. When you hear that it doesn't work for them, it just sounds like, well, clearly it, we didn't do it right. But I think it's funny how to how we still have to be quite clear with ourselves on this is not a way of working that works for everybody. Maybe one day that will be closer to the case, but I think part of the challenge that we've had in growing the number of people who are partners in within is that not everybody wants this. And a lot of people think they want it and then realize that actually they don't. And I think that's to, to be able to take people on that journey is is kind of a privilege. And at the same time, it can be hard to watch as people kind of come in with enthusiasm and sometimes seem to leave without the same enthusiasm for the the thing that is so important to us. I don't know. Don't really know where I'm going with this, but is, there's something there. <laughs> yeah, I think what resonated for me from what you're saying, Laurie, was sometimes people think they're going to thrive somewhere and it takes a while for them to figure out that that's not going to be the place that's going to work for them. But can they learn along the way? Can they take something from yeah. there? How are you creating the conditions for learning always for people to come in, get what they need to know, about themselves and about what they want and are you willing to make that investment as a leader and as a business to take people on that journey and i think that's been something that i'm proud of is we've opened the door to all sorts of different people to come and thrive and we've learned from them as much as they've learned from us and i think we're getting better at that and we're not perfect at it and i hope we continue to learn around that i don't think that we can ever be perfect with that I think it's an interesting place to reflect now, as you do, as you click into your 10th year. What success are we feeling? What does success look like for us as we stand here and look back? What are you seeing as being the things that you would hold as success for us over the 10 years that we've been at this? I think you said something last year around oh, it's been 10 years, but we're kind of just getting started, which I think at the time made me feel a deep sense of dread inside my body, but is the truth. It's like, oh, we're just getting going. And I really feel it's that kind of idea of the seeds are planted and everything is ready to grow. I feel like the work we do now is at such a deeper level with our clients to actually help them see what needs to change to grow in the way that they want to. That idea of creating the business that they love so that people can love themselves and love who they are and what they do, that really still holds true to me. And I think the, the work we're doing now around employee experience and ensuring we're embedding equity into everything that people do, but always bringing it back to purpose and values and cultural DNA, that to me makes me feel really proud. And so the depth of our work 
I think is only going to continue to grow. And, and just, you know, we've just moved into Asia. That was a very nascent market for us. We weren't sure how people would perceive the notion of purposeful business there. Meanwhile, Singapore has now mandated it as being like a thing. Like, are they going to jump the curve? Are we needed even more than ever? Do we need to reconsider what what purposeful business looks like in that context? That is a feeling of success for me and also just one of those challenges to step mm-hmm. into. What about you? Ah, oh, certainly all of that. And I think just over 10 years, there's a quality of relationship that I have can kind of look back and think of the different partners who have been a part of the journey with us and where many of them find themselves now if they're not still here. And the joy that has been had and the impact that has been made collectively by us and on us, us as the kind of all of us as partners, that feels like that it's it's less about the kind of destination we find ourselves at here but the quality of the journey that we've been on over that last 10 years, if I look at it in those terms, then I I really take success from that. And I believe that, unfortunately, we probably are just getting started, but I think we'll always sort of just be getting started with the kinds of things that we're working on, and there's always going to be more world that that needs what we do. So the more we can start to see our success in what it feels like day to day to be running this business than any kind of milestone that we're aiming at. There's something to that for me. So when we were on the rooftop in Barcelona, we outlined some feelings of success that were important. We call that our Mm. lifestyle vision, but you and I check in on that Mm -hmm. all the time. Is the feeling of success more important than the measure in terms of like quantitative metrics of size of business, people, revenue, market share? Yeah, I think for for you and me, it, it always has been. I think that's the key. Like different things matter to different people. Every client that we work with has to answer the question of what success means for them and what growth means for them because that's what's important is like what does it mean for you to be successful and like in our case for us to be successful and that has been a more of a feeling i think we're getting to a point now where we're wondering maybe it would be helpful to have some more of those other success measures start to get a bit more clarity because we've now got because we're getting started again and because we've got the foundation i think we both feel that we need the idea of scaling up what we do feels really timely for us now and to do that i think you need to have some of those other measures but that's a that's a slightly different view of success than we had on the roof i think yeah and i think that yeah i certainly feel that that's necessary i do also think that that's something that our clients are asking like what is the next five Mm -hmm. or ten years because we're in such a period of uncertainty the world is constantly asking what's going to happen next. It's the big question, isn't it? And I, I think it's it's human nature as part of our mortality to try to figure that out. And and I, I think it's interesting for the notion of 21st century business that if you're playing a long game that's a never-ending one and you really want to make something that's going to last, 
noticing the outcomes you're looking for, but the feeling you want on the journey, I think is critical. For founders that just want to create a business to exit it so that they can make money, I think question yourself if you're purposeful or not, because that's just about an outcome that you're seeing for yourself. That's never been our what we want to see. And I think the businesses that last, the ones that are playing the long game, have been the ones that have created the balance between the outcomes and the feelings that are going to take them there. But what would we tell ourselves on the rooftop of Barcelona? If we were going to go back into Christmas past, <laughs> be the ghost of Christmas past. I think I used that on another Did podcast you? recently. Yeah, time travel is my jam right Dickens. now. If we were going to be able to go back, yeah, go back into into 10 years from now, what advice would you give our younger but less better looking? I feel like we've matured with age very well, Mr. Bennett. What would you tell us? What would I tell us? This is one of the ones I should have thought about before we started recording the podcast. I think probably just a, a doubling down on kind of what I've just said about the journey and the the confidence that you need to sustain you doesn't doesn't come from necessarily kind of getting much better or much more kind of outwardly successful. It comes from committing to the things that you believe in and finding a way to try to make those real in the way that you want your business to grow and in the way that you want it to serve. And that just that I think that reassurance that people will come, people will go, clients will come, clients will go. And through all of that, we will grow together because of those things, not kind of in spite of them. Yeah. Wisdom. What about you? I think... I think I would say feel the sunshine because I think that is like, know the sunshine fuels you, which I know is metaphorical, but is also not metaphorical because it is very true of us. Um, we need sun. And that the sun goes to sleep at night and comes back every day. The sun will rise again is a good metaphor for that. And that like, it doesn't always have to be rosy, but know that the next bout of sunshine is around the corner is, is, is a truth in life. And that like, there's the the dips and troughs of running a business just don't go away. So you've got to kind of have some acceptance around shit gets real and get into it and also know that there's joy around every corner. I think we've always tried to infuse joy into stuff that we do. And that's one of our pillars in, in any strategic work that we do. That joy doesn't mean that everything needs to be unicorns and rainbows all the time, but sometimes it is and that's okay. I think we thought had a concept of that on the rooftop, but I don't think we had a lived reality of it. And I think that's part of just, that's well, the wisdom of, of the ages. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> takes 10 years to realize, but you get there eventually. <laughs> I agree. And I think, well, I just think that I wouldn't wish upon my worst enemy the job of doing this by yourself. And I think getting to have been on that rooftop with you and having spent this last 10 years doing this alongside you has made this possible and joyful and workable. And that's a thing I celebrate every day. <laughs> I celebrate it too. And I agree. And I think that being creative can be a lonely game. 
and that's why Simon and Garfunkel, Lennon McCartney, Bennett and Melnick, <laughs> we are. <laughs> it's important to have your partner with you. And I think that's this business has been a partnership and it starts from our connection. And that's what that is the fuel. So I love too. you. <laughs> Thanks for listening, everyone. We hope you enjoyed learning about our journey over the last 10 years. You can tune into our podcast every other week for more episodes on what's happening in the culture and leadership space, what's on the minds of leaders committed to change, and other future of work content you crave. Reimagining Work From Within is available wherever you listen to podcasts. Um, I'm going to try now, <laughs> so we need to conclude. Um, there we Ooh. go. We're Yay. done.